Hello and welcome to Points of Interest. I'm one of your hosts, Jake, along with my co-host, James, over here. Hey, guys. If you're new to the show, each week we get... I'm going to go back just to part of a sentence. If you're new to the show, each week we collect video game news and stories from around the internet and bring them here for your viewing and listening pleasure. You get good correction. I like it. Yeah. I didn't feel like starting the whole show over again. No. No, you did a good five seconds. Let's not. Let's not go back and do it. Stop. Center yourself. Just like... (laughs) Right. Uh, you can get the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher for the audio versions. For, for the video versions, you go to YouTube or Vidme. Um, follow us on Twitter, at IRGames. Stay up to date with what we're doing. We'll tweet out a bunch of links, tweet out some questions, uh, talk about topics we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, catch up with us there. Yeah. Uh, this, the show. this is probably More going to be the last podcast on SoundCloud. Okay. should be making the move next week. Uh, assuming all the RSS feed stuff goes smoothly for me, it should. All it all it shows already established where, so it should just be copy paste the new link. Uh, we'll find out next week. We will find out. So we'll let you know. Twitter at IR Games. Truth. To find out. Truth. To start the show tonight, yes. topic number one: Destiny 2's expansions are going to be very important for the overall health and success of the shooter, according to publisher Activision. Duh. So <laughs> the article I found, which I didn't open because I'm, I'm a dumb dumb. That's okay. Uh, the, the title of it is what kind of grabbed me. It says, Destiny 2 DLC could be as important as the main game, Activision says, which is kind of a... Eh, eh, for me. I will say, like, even before we get into the article, like, comment section on Destiny articles are just awful. They're I terrible. never go to the comment it's section. It's so... Like, some games, comment sections are okay. With Destiny, it just seems like cancer. Like, pure, unadulterated cancer. It's awful. Well, just such a community that, that cares about their games so much. Yeah. That it's just going to be like... All positive, or just gonna be like hellfire and brimstone, no matter what. And it they is, say. and it's all like, oh man, you guys are cutting out stuff from the game to sell it as DLC. Like, yeah. the The basis behind the article I get because the expansions for Destiny One were were pretty much all of the game came from. Yeah, like the things we kept from vanilla Destiny was like mechanics and characters, and that That's, was barely at that point. That was barely. Even. They even changed out a voice actor from vanilla <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> So, yeah. I get it. So, Activision Publishing CEO Eric Hirschberg says, quote, we received mostly universally positive feedback from both press and fans alike. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, they're continuing to close strong, end quote. So, it, 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 it might just be where we were. So, we heard both sides of the feedback. Right. So, from us and some of the friends we played online with, like, yeah. oh, man, this, this DLC is great. Like... We know that it's going to be in this MMO style, so it's going to be kind of a pay-to-keep-playing kind of situation. You can keep playing Vanilla Destiny if you want to, but if you want to stay with everyone else, you got to buy the yeah. DLCs, and it kind of worked out that endgame stuff. We also had uh, a friend back in Kansas City who couldn't buy more games that year. Yep. Um, he maybe could have, but it's just like, I don't want to spend my two to three video games budget this year right. on just Destiny. Exactly. So it's kind of like... I can't keep going, so this is mm-hmm. where I get off the, the Destiny train, which, right. which kind of sucks. It does. Um, I think it's, um, when we're talking about what Destiny 1's DLC structure was like, uh, a lot of the complaints came from the vanilla packs that we saw with Dark Below yeah. and with the House Wolves. House Wolves didn't even have a raid. Um, the Prison of Elder stuff was really cool, but it wasn't a raid. Yeah, it was fun, but you could um, do it every week, but it was still, it wasn't You didn't need, enticing. you didn't, yeah, it was, there was a lot of cool options, but it did not offer the same amount of time as something yeah. like a raid does. True. Um, and so I think the problem when we talk about Destiny DLC is not um, Taken King, it's not Rise of Iron. Like, those are the positives. That's where they're talking about closing. 
strong and, and going out with a bang. Yeah. That was what the future structure is going to be. When we're talking about so. the um, the initial DLC, the ones that was actually cut out of the game, like a lot of times people are like, "Oh man, that's not true." Like nobody, no, nah, that's it, it. Really is. It's that's what happens. happens. <laughs> it's it's they. There's a huge like knowledge base and stuff about that out there. You guys can go look it up. But when you talk about Destiny 1, they had to redo the story. They cut a bunch of stuff. That's why some of the stuff didn't make sense. They didn't have tie-ins yeah. properly. Um, so that's what, when a majority of people hear DLC with Destiny, that's what they think of. And so there's backlash when they're talking about how important the DLC is, but it's because they don't understand like the transition yeah. that they made. And I'm not going to sit here and defend Activision because, I mean, Activision's a greedy, nasty, awful company, right? Yeah. So it's... It's when I hear people complain about it, um, you know, it's it's almost like a little asterisk we should put there. Like, wait, they're not talking about just all the DLCs. They're like, yeah. they're, I, I would assume they're aiming for more of these kind of like cornerstones. Oh, oh yeah, boom! More DLCs often, are gonna be this, and they're gonna be more often, and they're gonna have more stuff in yeah. it. So it can be more rewarding. Um, he talked about the pre-orders have been really strong, and a lot of them have been for the premium uh, versions, which mm-hmm. include the season passes. What we got. Yep. Um, they're bringing on Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios to work alongside Bungie really for developing cool. DLCs. It's really awesome. Uh, they're widening their... Hershberg said, quote, widening the stable of... Wow. Stable of developers. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Widening the stable <laughs> developers to keep up with the demand for more content, which yeah. makes sense. Like, Bungie alone trying to satisfy this entire giant Destiny community. Like, yeah. okay. Like, they did a really good job. Like, of being better job than most. True. Of true. being, like, in the community, like, they're in Reddit, and like, okay, we hear you, we want these things, this is yeah. what we want, this is what we want, and majority of the bands eventually made it there. Yes. Um, I think that's the thing. I don't think anyone expected Destiny to not only take off like it did, but then to have such a strong player base for such a long yeah. time. And they weren't prepared for what was going to happen. This is awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it, it is. Um, so these are some of the new screenshots they actually had out this week of, of this glory. Um, and so I think when we uh, talk about the scope of it, and they're talking about bringing in studios, Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios, they've both done other stuff. They've both done good work, so they're good established studios. They're not like most huge. There you go. They, but they don't do like huge AAA, like brand new titles. But to definitely come in and share the workload, to have yeah. that DLC come out more often, um, the concern is what we had in vanilla DLC in the vanilla game, right? Where we had like five or six months till Dark Below, and then like three or four or five months, whatever, to House of Wolves, and then it was just dry. Yeah. And then we had the Taken King later that was kind of like year two, right? And you had to buy it. Um, so it's a much different um, structure before. You know, they when Luke Smith took over the Taken King as the director of everything, um, and he took over the story, he took over this the planning and stuff of it. We saw a huge shift in how. They told the story and how they marketed DLC, right? And so with Dark Below, you had your um, you had your items, right? You had like your your main quests and strikes and like a right now is it, right? And House of yeah. Wolves basically the same thing. And when you get to Taken King, Rise of Iron, you had those same things, but you had a ton of side stories stuff open up. And stuff. You had actual stories. You had in- interactions with people. Um, it just it was a way different kind of DLC. And so when I hear what they're talking about with this being more important, maybe, than the main game, I think that's true. Because the main game is the main game, but what are you going to do three months later? People yeah. always complain about not having enough content, wanting to get it more often. It's like, well, if we gave you all the content we gave you over the course of three years, 
play it in three months and you're done. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think there's a problem with drip feeding content as yeah. long as the content is robust. That's like, the thing. The couple like, there does need to be a drip. And I don't I don't have a problem with how they the timeline that they released the DLC on. The the worry I have with it is the way they're phrasing as important as. Mm-hmm. And this could be me just being gun shy yeah. from Destiny One. But with games out there like your Grand Theft Auto Five mm-hmm. and Battlefront Two coming out yeah. that are dropping all kinds of great DLC for free. Mm-hmm. Like GTA five has been putting out phenomenal DLCs. Right. If you haven't like seen any of this stuff, like I think the most recent one was the gun runners. Let's put up these new vehicles and like adds a ton of fun for the rest of the game. Yeah. Granted, it's not as beefy as the stuff we're getting from Destiny, but you also paid sixty dollars, and that's what like yeah. GTA Five has been out for how long now? So it's a huge player base surviving mm-hmm. on free DLC. That's true. And I know it's a it's kind of a, a case of devs need to be paid, but I mean it's, that first game has got to be something that's oh, yeah. worth sixty dollars in order for me to feel good about having spent sixty dollars on it. Right. Not that I felt bad about spending sixty dollars on Destiny because no, how much of time I put into it. Oh yeah. But that first game's got to be sixty dollars worth of stuff. And the next thing's got to live up to whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a it's a tough line to toe. Um, nope, we're not ready for that. Jeez. <laughs> Stop. Um, but so we want to talk about um, what Destiny Two looks like, and I think it has to have that big stuff. But if we don't have DLCs like the Taken King, like the Rise of Iron, that add 15, 20, 30 hours at least of just like good, solid content, then I, I think that's where the focus is. Um, and yeah. so it's we don't want to just deliver it and then just like trickle down and you know mail it in like I think that's the what he was going for when he says yeah. this. Um, so so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think it's I think it's fair. Um, I don't mind paying extra as content comes out in Destiny yeah. because of the scale of it. I think it's fair um, the amount of time that I'm going to put into it. Right, this is not yeah. a couple of DLC maps in Call of Duty that I might spend two or three hours in collectively. Which you still have to pay for. Yeah. Um, Battlefront. Pay about the same amount for it. Uh, well, with Battlefront coming out, Battlefront 2, all their maps and DLC is going to be free. That's huge. That's a big change. Again, that's a very small microcosm. Small chunk. Um, and that's not going to fly for something that's trying to be an MMO uh, like Destiny 2. Yeah. Oh, well, how much is the Destiny 2 season pass? In like 30 bucks? Uh, I think it's. I think if you it was standalone, it'd be 40. It's 20 per DLC. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. Like, it sounds right. They were, they're worth that amount of money mm-hmm. for the amount of content you're getting. It's different when we were looking at Battlefront One, yeah. and the season pass was fifty, yeah, for new maps. And so this is like forty for two sets of DLCs, two sets of storylines, two new raids, yep. like a bunch of stuff. So at the end of the day, it's worth it. But it's just it's phrased funny, and we're all a little bit like eh. gunshot. Yep, from Destiny One. Um, before we get too far away from Destiny. Mm-hmm. While we're on this subject, I could always do more Destiny. Oh, always Destiny. We spend too much time in Destiny making. Is there too much? Is there ever too much Destiny? Oh, I think not, especially when you can stay up drinking Rockstar and eating Pop Tarts. Hey, oh! Yeah, yeah! Destiny 2 wants you to buy Pop Tarts and Rockstar energy drink. This this reminds me, and I was in my brain, I had to sit there and think, like, yeah. I feel like this has happened before, and it was the Red Bull thing. Yeah, the Red Bull. Remember, I drank a lot of Red Bull when that came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got, got the uh, XP tokens and it. That actually had a specific quest line that they unlocked like a couple months later. Yeah. For every moment, this was just like an early access to it. As far as we can tell, um, it's only looking like XP boost, maybe, maybe like a shader. Um, yeah. But they haven't really said what they're doing. Uh, <coughs> both the cans and the pop tarts supposed to release September first. I had a little bit of trouble finding that date. September first, when we're supposed to start 
getting it. Um, I, I'm excited. It's silly, It'll be fun. but I <laughs> like Rockstar. That's my favorite energy drink. And it is not mine. I like Pop Tarts. I will drink Rockstar just to get these XP tokens. Pop Tarts are the best. We'll see. You ever had butter on a Pop Tart? Ooh, it's so freaking good. But uh, I will, I will drink your Rockstar for you. You, you can buy it. Well, I'll drink it. <laughs> I will suck it up and drink the Rockstar. I'm saying if I'm picking an energy drink, I'm gonna get Red Bull. It is cool. I like. I mean, Rockstar makes sense. Pop Tarts is weird. That doesn't make sense. Pop Tarts is a weird thing. It's not like it's owned by the same company. I mean, these are two wildly different things. Yeah. Whoever thought, man, you know what would go really good with a Rockstar? Nice warm Pop Tart, or even a cold one. Gross. Room temperature. Disgusting. Your room toaster Pop Tarts. Toaster. Oh, but you like on the go. Like you just grab a pop tart and run. I mean, it's not bad, but toast choice. Yeah, yeah, butter and toaster. Well, butter after the toaster. Butter after toaster. You gotta just. You don't know. Order gets a little weird. If you guys don't know about it, uh, you put the butter. You warm up your pop tart. Spread a little bit of butter on the frosted side. I thought it was the back side for a while. That's a weird way to do it. But you put it on uh, hold it. the frosted side because if you're eating pop tarts and they're not frosted, you're eating the wrong pop tarts. Stop it. Don't eat unfrosted Pop Tarts. All I want is a completely frosted Pop Tart. Yeah, that's I all I've ever wanted. Like the corners, like make it. It's it, this is a thing that should happen. I see it it's like difficult. drudge down to the corners at the bottom of the Pop Tart. Right, and, like you can clearly cover this whole thing. Like <laughs> you, you cover the whole top side and then you flip it over and you cover the bottom side and you hand me that thing. If we can get Captain Crunch, oops, all berries, we can get fully covered. Pop-Tarts. I would, I would definitely pay double the price of a regular pop tart if it was all frosted. Hundred percent. Not even like a competition. All frosted. Is I don't want just an, I don't want an off-brand one because no. those taste like animal those crackers and disgusting. that's disgusting. Nasty. So bad. This is just nothing that I would spend more money uh, on yeah. pop tarts. My favorite quote from this article as I was reading through it. Yeah. Dave Dave Thier. Thier I'm not sure how to say his last name. T H I E R. Thier. 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 I was Thier. Thier. Say. Um, he says, "Quote: I will likely be buying some because." If I say to myself, I will not buy the Pop-Tarts in exchange for some sweet shader or something, I begin to call into question my entire role in late-stage capitalism, increasingly influenced by virtual goods. And I'd rather not be. And I'd rather not, to be honest. <laughs> just, that quote good. made like me it. happy. I'm just I like, like a deeper level. <laughs> Alright, what we got next? We'll move on from Destiny. Alright, moving on to Splatoon 2. Yeah! Splatoon 2's online is inexplicable, yet it's one of... The best online experiences of the year. We've got two windows open. It's kind of covering it. (laughs) So I saw this pop up, and I thought we'd talk about it. We played in the last beta, or, yeah, in the last chance. It was like the world, the world's, like, first, like, Splatfest or something. Yeah. Uh, And they did, it was cake versus ice cream. Almost everybody chose ice cream. Uh, If you don't know what a Splatfest is. Or you get matched up in a lobby with everybody chose ice cream. Yeah, if it was a Splatfest, uh, if you don't know what it is, it is uh, two sides. What you do is a few days before in the Splatfest lobby, or Splatoon, like the uh, Inkling Inkopolis, I think is what it's called. Uh, They'll have like two booths, or they'll have a booth, and you'll go over there and you pick which side you prefer. So this last week they did, uh, it was mayo and ketchup. Ketchup. Mayo. No. Hardcore. I mean, I hate ketchup. I just I eat my hot dogs plain because I hate ketchup so much. You're just the weirdest person. I am the weirdest person. <laughs> so this one was actually a little bit more evenly matched. The the ketchup actually came out ahead popularity, but mayo ended up winning because they were better, obviously. Um, this that's just a cool little thing that they do. Right, Splatfest, um, very unique thing. We don't see that a lot. It's a twenty four no. hour event. Uh, and that's that's everybody that's playing is playing Splatfest, and your goal is to win. You rank up, you get rewards, I think, all that kind of stuff. So it's cool. It's a unique thing. 
Um, but the the way you do online is weird. As it's very Nintendo. Almost broken and not quite broken as I think it could possibly be. Right. Like we tried to play together. Yep. And we wanted to whatever it's called like a squad. Yeah, you squad. We up wanted to squad whatever. up, and you can't just do it with two players. Like, we try to hop in with two players, yep. and it's like waiting for two more players. I'm like, you can't just play with two players? Yep. You have to have a full team of four. I was thinking maybe that would just be, like, from the global Splatfest. I was like, nope. Mm-mm. It's, like, still a thing that they're doing. Like, you have to have four. Yeah. Like, it's not like they changed it, whatever. It's just, you have to have four. So they say when you're talking about playing Splatoon 2 with your friends, they say it's basically impossible unless you have four friends. Yeah. Like, it's just, you can't do it. It's very difficult to get It's hard enough to find friends because you have to use friend codes. That's right. Friend goes ridiculous and stupid in a name. Uh, and obviously you're not going to use voice chat because you got to use a separate app on your phone. Or use Discord or something. Yeah, I was going to say other people are using Discord at that point. I have to have the Switch uh, open and then the PS4 controller out so we can use chat. And then... <sighs> stupid and annoying. So outside of all that, if you're jumping in solo, the actual gameplay, the actual stuff you're doing is incredible. Yeah. Very different, very unique. Looks great. It was a lot of fun when we got in and played. Unique weapons, more than one map, I would assume. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. We hope some more than that. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I noticed in the article that he talked about was that the game modes rotate. Like, you don't always have all the game modes available. Interesting. And in those game modes, some of the maps rotate. So you would have, like, these two or three maps for, like, two hours. And then it would shift to other maps. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, like, 90% sure that's what it said. And... Um, so it's interesting, kind of weird, kind of cool. Um, you know, that's it's just a weird thing uh, yeah. that they're doing with it. Yeah. So I think I don't know if I'm sold on Splatoon two yet. I mean, it's one of those things like, I played it and it was fun. Yeah. But man, I just don't know. For me, it's if it's sixty dollars. I don't think it's a sixty dollar thing. Um, I mean, they do have a single player element to it um, in terms of like I think there's a story of some sort. Um, this is what uh, Inkopolis looks like. During an event, as you can see, there's a crazy party going on. There's loud bumping music. It's nighttime, uh, and you've got the two different DJs up there at the front. Yeah. Uh, so you can see here, this person picked Mayo because they are a nice human being. Yeah. Um, They're just misguided. So it's interesting. One thing that um, you know bugs me about the multiplayer, I think, is not being able to do everything all the time. They have certain yeah. game modes that just aren't available for blocks of time. Seems like a weird way to limit. A game that's already very, um, yeah, kind of small in scope a little bit. Sales know? numbers of both these games, but I'm not getting good ones for Splatoon 2. I do know that they're looking good. Like, yeah, they're Splatoon looking good, and like they're selling, they're selling like gangbusters. Right. Partly, I feel like because there's not a lot of games on the Switch right now, mm-hmm. so it's just like, all right, people that just on the Switch, I'm gonna get Splatoon 2. But I heard an interesting question proposed the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, do we think that the Switch is gonna be like, a good platform to like revive? failed Wii U titles because Wii U didn't sell well I mean therefore games on it did not sell well it could um, I mean the install base is higher for something like this yeah. I mean, it's almost out of the gate it's it's already creeping up on the Wii U's install base sure. uh, and as more consoles get made more people are going to buy it um, Splatoon 2 for example actually had uh, like their sales numbers I believe in the first couple weeks are higher than it was for Zelda in like Japan right over there Splatoon 2 is huge it's a monster of a thing just like Splatoon 2 very Wars. uh um, Zelda's not Japanese really a game. Yeah, I mean, Zelda is very much like a Western wanky. world kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely people out here that love it. Uh, everybody I've talked to that actually plays it says this is really good. Um, but when we look at the possibilities for the Switch, 
uh, in terms of the Wii U games, things like that. I think it's a no-brainer that you're going to start to see franchises come over. I think everyone was maybe a little hesitant to come over because they didn't know what the console was going to be like, and yeah. they already got burned by the Wii U. Um, so I think a lot of stuff that maybe would have started in development three or four years ago when it was still codenamed like Nintendo NX probably didn't happen. This is just speculation. This is just guessing. But um, I'm guessing that now that they've got their hands on the console, they've worked with it for the last year or two, they see that it's actually got the potential and they see these sales numbers now. I don't think we see... I mean, we've pretty much had everything announced in the next like six to eight months that we're going to see on the Switch. I don't think we're going to have any huge surprises. Um, what? I know. <laughs> but I do think we're going to have that Pokemon mainline game coming probably 2018. Um, there's a lot of stuff like coming up that is has a really good potential. Um, I think we're going to see lots of stuff start to come over from the Wii. I think we'll see like something like Super Mario Maker. Uh, you know, well, they announced got to be, like, uh, a Mario Brothers game. The next Nintendo World Championships coming up in yeah. October. Hmm. It's a kind of a weird day. I'm going to look it up. But... There's some speculation out there that this could be like announcing uh, either like Smash Brothers yeah. for Switch or um, Mario Maker. I mean, those would either one of those would be huge. Um, so I, I honestly, I think we'll start to see stuff for Virtual Console before we'll start to see a lot of remakes come over. Uh, my guess is a lot of the developers may or may not be banking on that. It's like, well, we already have a game that runs great on the Wii U that nobody plays. Yeah, it's just virtual console so i think it's something that we will it's inevitable you know when as it passes the wii u install base and actually sells units and starts to become in stock in stores i keep checking every day just every time i go to go to the store i always look and i i think i've seen like two switch consoles in the last like two months Jeez. so it's it's still selling everywhere all the time yeah so so nintendo world championships october 7th 2017 new okay. york city um, i'm sure we manhattan center's place. grand ballroom so there are you can go to the website nintendo nwc.nintendo.com mm -hmm. um, there's quali there's four qualifier weekends at eight locations coming all over the place yeah. so if you're interested in that there you go. on it that's something uh, we won't be there no. um, the next thing it's kind of something you brought up so it is isn't it no it's not nope it is not nope. I skipped part of my notes <sighs> sorry I've been like I didn't even <laughs> situate my windows well uh, I was trying to find a better notes. way to like keep track of time and stay with my notes I was scrolling up and down. You're good. All right. Just kidding. The next thing is Shadow of War. <laughs> yes, yes. Will we have to pay to win oh, Shadow of War? This hurts me. I was very surprised by this when, when you showed, showed me this today. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit yesterday after we did um, some Let's Plays. Mm -hmm. But the news announced over this weekend has thrilled fans across the world. Um, so one sorry, on Reddit I didn't read that very well. Slash has S. thrilled fans across the world. S. So one top Reddit post. That's a great way for me not to get to buy. That's hmm. that's a great way for, to get me to not buy this game. You oh, almost didn't say that either. Didn't <laughs> either. <laughs> All right, maybe we need to start over. It didn't thrill people very well. So basically, there's going to be loot boxes and war chests. Yep. And so you can buy one with just the regular in-game currency, which has escaped me. What's the name? Is Mirian. Oh, Mirian and gold. So Mirian is just the stuff you earn in game. I assume quite a bit. Yep. Gold is stuff that you earn a little bit of, but you can use mm -hmm. real money to yeah. buy gold to then buy loot crates yep. to get you things. that get you things. And the things aren't just cosmetic. Yeah. Things are things for your character. There are orcs you can buy um, to man your uh, uh, fortress. fortresses. 
and in your army. And yeah, just, just and ways then there's, to win. Uh, there's XP boosts for yes. Talion. There's... Um, Talion, that's his name. I there's a few other things. Name. Um, so there is a lot of cosmetic stuff, and then there's some non-cosmetic stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the important part. I'm okay with microtransactions that are purely cosmetic. It's true. I mean, it's a single-player game. Yeah. I don't get why we need to do this. Uh, he talks... Uh, he's a lot of interesting facts here. This is uh, apparently what it's going to look like. It looks like a loot box. This looks like... Uh, Battlefield 1, this looks like Overwatch, this looks like uh, yeah. Lawbreakers, like all this stuff. It's typical Loot Breaker stuff. Um, the thing is, in all those games, it's all cosmetic. But yeah, everything's cosmetic. Everything's so, cosmetic. I mean, where they basically sold it as, like, if you want to skip past these things to get these things, go ahead. Like, you, everything in the loot boxes and more chests and all that crap, you can earn in-game, through in-game currency, through doing things in-game. It's all there. There's nothing that you're going to do with these chesty chests that you can't do normally. It's yeah. basically just speeding up the process. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that um, Monolith pointed out. Yeah. It's like, you can buy these things and bypass some of the time you would take to earn these things and put more bases in, which then kind of begs the question, are you just putting an extra run time for the game yeah. that I don't need to like, play? What am I skipping? Am I skipping stuff you don't think is very good? Yeah, Jason Schreier, um, who wrote that article over on Kotaku, mm -hmm. said, it's one thing when a $60 game offers microtransactions for cosmetics. It's quite another when the game wants you to pay to cut down on, quote, some of the additional time that would have been that would, would have been spent winning more battles, yep. tracking nemesis, completing quests, and assaulting fortresses, end quote. It, it'll be impossible to play Shadow of War without getting that nagging feeling that the game is full of padding that you should be paying to avoid. And that's kind of the end of the Kotaku quote. But I, I thought that was a great point. Yeah. You know, I won't be sitting there thinking that because I'm not going to buy this stuff. Nope. I'm going to get the game. I will, I will play the crap out of the game, mm -hmm. but I will play it through just like I'm playing it through. Yeah. I don't need to spend money on this kind of thing. Exactly. It's just, that's ridiculous. And I just don't, it's it's a single player game. We shouldn't have stuff like, there's no point. There's no reason to, other than to make money. That's it. They're trying to make more money. And I think this is actually more on the fault of Warner Brothers than it was all mine. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily blame the developer. Yeah. Um, it's... I don't love the system. I don't think it's good for the game. I don't think it's necessarily healthy. Yeah. That being said, you know, a lot of times the argument is like, well, if you don't like it, then don't do it. And like, I'm not going to. I won't. Don't worry. Put my wallet like I should. Um, but I'm still going to get the game. Uh, I don't think this affects my gameplay. I am nervous based on that they're okay with this. Like, what does that spell for the future of the game? Yeah. How I many just... more things are going to come in that are microtransaction based that it's going to transition from like, oh, you can earn all this stuff in games. Like, Look at this thing you can only get from loot boxes like six months down the road, yeah. a year down the road. They can do that when their game is $20 or free. Yeah. That's when you can put a microtransaction and be like, hey, pay $20, get this extra stuff that will take you forever to earn <laughs> if you do it via the free route. Oh, yeah. Um, and just, it's, the game doesn't have a lot going for it in terms of, uh, besides it's kind of like yeah. cult following. <laughs> um, it's being released in the middle of October, surrounded by Assassin's Creed Origins and Super Mario Odyssey. And so now they put in this microtransactions thing, it's like, if people were on the fence of like, am I going to buy Shadow of War or am I going to buy Assassin's Creed? Like, I'm just going to buy Assassin's Creed at this point. Honestly, the one later. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I agree. It's um, I don't I don't love the decision. Uh, it doesn't sway me, but I I mean I read in the comment section alone on Kotaku, which is actually a better comment section than most places. And there was people in there that said the same thing. It was like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to buy it right now. I'll wait till it's on sale, or I'm going to wait till the reviews come out. Or, I'm going to wait till these scores come out. Let's yeah. see. How bad it is. Uh, if we talk about games with, um, with like paid stuff, like they look at like Rainbow Six Siege, we don't really play it, yeah. but they have a ton of characters in it that you can unlock through in-game currency. Oh, that sounds great! Or you can pay and get them ahead of time. Cool. 
but it's a huge gap. It's like a ridiculous amount of hours and time to unlock characters. It's just such a grindy, grindy, grind fest that it's not yeah. even fun. Which is what you do if you're playing Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> right, so it's not like that big a deal, but that's kind of my concerns. Like, how much more are we going to have to work at it when people are just able to buy it? Yeah. You know, if I want to be like, I want to get all the things, you know, how, how bad is that there, barrier going to be? The right. trick is, like, there shouldn't be a trophy or achievement tied to having things oh, sure that you can buy. can't imagine that's, it would be. That can't be a thing that can happen. Like, collect all the legendary orcs or something. Yeah. When I first read this, I was like, okay, single-player game. If you want to buy and speed up the game, no problem. There's no online capability or anything that's talking to anybody else that yeah. would indicate I'm beating them in some way because I bought stuff. Yeah. Well, boy, howdy! There's an online leaderboard. Ranked online... Are you seeing the fly? No, no I need to clean this table. <laughs> but there's ranked online leaders. leaderboards so if you want to do that which I don't because who cares about this process <laughs> you're not infiltrating somebody else's bases yeah it's just like it's not to my knowledge like how good if I'm misunderstanding is. how this works then let me know but oh I'm pretty sure there's no PvP at all so yeah it's just point? like what's the point of it and if I am doing it and I'm sitting there and there's a guy ahead of me that's constantly ahead of me it's like okay is he playing more than I am or is he spending more money than I am yeah it's I mean it's uh, online leaderboards don't really bother me I like how they do it in Just Cause 3 despite all the bugs because it's cool like I can do an event yeah. and it shows me moving up as I do better at it cool that's a nice easy way to do it without me like having to chase something or feel like I need to achieve something yeah. um, so we'll see when the game comes out I'm not happy with the news but it's not going to sway me purchasing it mainly because I know I'm going to like the game. Yeah. Yep. So, now, James, this next one is something you brought up. It is. Do you want to talk about it? I did. It is. I do. Uh, Hellblade, Cinema's Sacrifice. It's made by Ninja Theory. They did Enslaved. They did the latest Devil May Cry. Um, they've done some really good games. They are, um, I wouldn't say like a triple A studio. You know, a lot of their games are a little bit smaller. Like a double uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, so this one was, you know, I started seeing stuff for this a few months ago. There was a lot of dev diaries for it um, that just kind of went unnoticed. Uh, my first thing when I see her is she kind of looks like Aloy. Yeah, like, I was watching the Aloy like the trailer. She didn't eat for a month. Her movement and kind of the a little bit of the feeling, almost the, of camera the way angle. the gameplay yeah. like feels a lot like Horizon. And so uh, Hellblade, if you don't know, it's a shorter game. It's like six like to eight six hours, yeah. but it's thirty bucks and digital only. That's okay, great. If I'm I had a, if I'm playing paying, playing the game for six to eight hours, I'm not paying for sixty bucks worth of it. Looking at you, order eighteen eighty six. Gross. So this game, <laughs> I, I I definitely can't play it. I watched some trailers for it. I watched some things, and they tell you flat out you need to play it with headphones. Like you have to. Yeah, they said the whole headphones game. or surround sound is the way. Yeah, to do it. it is, and even like surround sound is not going to quite give you what the headphones are going to feel. The trailer was like creepy. It is. It's a creepy game. So the idea is that you're going through this game and you're trying to redeem or save your long lost lover. That's what it is. It's based. It's got a lot of Norse mythology in it, which is pretty cool. But it's more of a psychological horror game to it. Um, very, very interesting. That's art where style. you get these Aloy vibes. Yep, for sure. Same. Like, you're not in the center of your screen. Yeah. You're off to the side a little bit. Thread situation going on. Little thirds. Um, so it's very much a psychological, like, thriller, horror-type game because you're hearing voices, and there's no UI at all. It's not just turned off the screenshot. No UI, and your the voices you hear are what guide you. And it's she's insane. Like, she's absolutely insane. She's gone through the ringer, 
and these voices are going to guide you. They'll tell you when stuff is behind you, and you turn around, and that's how you know stuff's behind you, right? Yeah. Um, they'll they'll taunt you when you're going down a path, and they'll make you think you're going down the wrong path. They'll try to convince you of other things. They'll question you. They'll make fun of you. They'll just it's voices in your head. You yeah. Know? It's like a schizo. Um, so it's crazy. It's, it's very it's, much supposed to be a game that's kind of pointed. It's very pointed meaning of like mental yeah. illness. It is unsettling. Yeah. And. Uh, I was re- I was watching a review today, and they said the combat is it's pretty basic. It's kind of similar to Dark Souls. You got your dodge, you got your light hack, light attack. You got your heavy attack. You got yeah. your your block, and and your um, uh, you can do a little bit of uh, gosh, I can't remember um, counter. It's yeah. the one block counter, um, but very basic. It looks cool. It kind of, you do a lot of slashing. Cause you have a sword. Um, the combat's like maybe he said like twenty percent of the game. A lot of it is going around experiencing the game. Uh, I really wish there was a physical release I could go rent it and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is only 30 bucks. Yeah, so, probably about it. Here we go. Here's some of the fun vibes of this game. And so you can imagine, while you're doing this, super have headphones on. Voice, like, You've got your hearing you. voices behind you. You're hearing different bitch voices. Uh, uh, the interesting thing, you'll see it on her arm a little bit here. Um, if we go back to the other screenshot, Mr. Controller, um, you can see it right here. What they call stuff you can see it on the shot um, yeah you can see it a little bit this this dark part yeah that's down it's called a dark rot there you go that's what it is so it's in uh i watched a video that was like the first like 15 minutes of gameplay and it was in there it shows you how that happens and basically the more you die the more things happen to you it starts to grow up your arm and if it gets to your head permadeath you're yep. done safe gone start over um a lot of people have talked about it and said nah it's a bluff man i i died a whole bunch at one point and it didn't do anything and then some people have come out and said that you have to die multiple times through multiple checkpoints like over the whole thing yeah you can't just if you die if you're dying times, a bunch of times at the same checkpoint it's not gonna it's just like okay like you're so, not actually dying so i don't we don't know the specifics of it i'm sure as i'm curious it, if it does actually longer. like eat your save i'm sure it's just like i'm sure it's gone i mean, i bet you it's probably not like an eating your save thing it just makes you start over yeah it doesn't it just erases your progress it's not like it's gonna erase your trophies or anything yeah like it's not that. gonna kill that up um, there's other games out there with permadeath modes. Yep. Um, Diablo 3, XCOM, a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the kind of thing that's usually it's like, oh, you want to play in super hard mode? Permadeath mode? Don't die? Mm-hmm. Here's how you do it. This one is just pure tension Yep. the whole time of like, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. And it makes me wonder how hard it actually is to I've, die. I've read a lot of things in there, and they say that it's not that difficult. The combat feels like kind of a Dark Souls combat, but it's not nearly as hard. Yeah. Dark Souls um, style without Dark Souls. Right. Difficulty. So they say that it's not an overly difficult game, like gameplay wise. It's more just hard for you to play because of how great. Like, you're not going to sit down for six hours and play this. You'll go nuts. Yeah. So I've, I've read a lot of people that are like, you know, I'll sit down for an hour and do it. And so it's super interesting because it's a very different concept for me. Uh, I like the permadeath mode mainly because it's not a super long story. Yeah. It's, It'd be different if this was like a 15-hour experience. Yeah. You get to hour 14, and you hit that mark. Yep. Oh, crap. Now i got to play the whole thing over again. No, thanks. So, uh, yeah, if you guys want to check it out, do it. 30 bucks that dropped uh, a couple I days ago. I want to check it out, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I get it I too. really wish I could just, because it's digital only. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's probably not going to go on sale for very long. Might have a flash sale um, at some point. So I'm, I might just have to dive in and get it. Yeah. Um, it sound, it doesn't sound up my alley at all. No, it doesn't. Like they, it sounds a lot like it's up mine. Horror game. It's <laughs> scary. It's creepy. Um, well, the thing is, like, it's not a traditional, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a traditional like, jump no. scare. Uh-uh. It's not Outlast. No, no, no. So it's kind of just like tense. Like I said, so. psychological thriller horror. 
Yeah. Very interesting. So that's that. Hellblade Cinema Sacrifice came out on Wednesday. Check it out. Tuesday, Wednesday. The 8th. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. The episode on Tuesday. So we are on generally. We are on Thursday. Yep. Um, so games we haven't talked about mm. for a good long while. There's a good reason. It is. Um, no Man's Sky. Boo. So this uh, normally when I ever saw No Man's Sky news, at a certain point I started passing over it. Oh like, yeah. Okay, I don't care anymore. Like yeah. the game is what the game was and we're moving on. I know Hello Games isn't talking about social media. I know all this stuff. Uh, but the article I found over in Eurogamer was so well written and just kind of grabbed me. It made some really good points. It did. Um, so what stuck out to me, the article starts with the fact that we're all we're all responsible for the hype. The yeah. No Man's Sky got. Everybody. Most, Sony. Yeah. All of us. Hello Sony, games. Hello Games, Sean Murray specifically from Hello Games, and then all of us because we just like sat there like starry-eyed little kids like, just <gasps> is it really going to be that way? Yeah. It's just like, no, it's not. This is a, this is a development team big enough to barely fill up this screen. Like it fit two or three columns on this screen. The credits were one. Sc- like they're not going to make this happen. Um, and I I can get it at a certain point, mm-hmm. having been away from the situation for a long while. Yeah. When your game is getting this much hype and you're Sean Murray, you have thrown these ideas out and you go, you know what? I'm going to say it might be a possibility in front of everybody, and then we're going to try and make it happen. And then people sitting back there in the in the in the office go, did he just say that? Yeah. So I feel like that's probably more what happened, and I might be completely wrong, but at this point, it's like, all right, Makes give him the benefit of the doubt. He got back and like, you guys can do that, right? Because I like, got oh, staked everything on that. No, Sean, we can't. If we could have done that, we would have it done. It would already be done. It would have been done. Um, but the article says No Man's Sky wasn't what it promised to be, but it was no fraud. It had issues, but it was no disaster. It was, however, some a somewhat empty game. It could suck you in with a sense of mystery and discovery. It's virgin vistas, the, mo- the momentum of its journey to the heart of the universe. And less romantically, but most effectively, it's well-drilled gameplay loops of farming and crafting. But it could lose you, too, with with its thin, gnomic storytelling and lack of clear long-term goals. After a while, it started to feel pretty, feel like a very pretty galactic treadmill, and I drifted away. Dude, this guy pulled out his thesaurus for this article. Yeah. Like, that's just a snippet. That was the, that was the most uneducated sentence in his whole line. Like, this dude had some words. It was so, like, you read that, though, yeah. and it's like, that's it. It is. That's exactly how I felt about No Man's But they Cat. didn't tell us that going into no. it was the biggest problem. it wasn't. So, um... And they've done a lot of work since we haven't played. We are, like, this week is the one-year anniversary of No Man's Sky. Uh, we did a video a while back, uh, did a little bit of base building. They had that first come out we last year. that. Um, yeah, we did stream it. That's yeah. right. Um, so we did some base building. It's cool. Uh, they added a survival mode at that point, too. Um, and so the bases that they do, um, it was interesting, but it was very, they, they called it, the, I think the foundation update is what yeah. they called it. And they have since added a lot to the base building, both on different um, yeah. buildings and different styles, different materials. Uh, there was, there's been two major updates, right? One of them, um, two? Yeah, foundation and Pathfinder. Yep. Yeah, Foundation and Pathfinder. Um, so Pathfinder added the base to be able to look like this. Like they changed a lot of stuff for it, um, and they also added vehicles. Yes, boom. They Found are vehicles. exocraft. Yes, what they're called in the That's game. So it makes that like I want to go to this spot on the planet. I'm gonna walk there. Yeah, I'm gonna be walking for an hour and a half. <laughs> it really gives you. Um, I think 
the draw that we had when we ignore the fact that there was basically no story um, was to like pick a planet you liked, explore the whole thing. Yes. With vehicles, with huge. base building, and with what they're getting ready to add, um, it makes it a whole lot easier to do, right? I want to explore an entire planet because I want to see everything it has to offer. I want to find all the materials. I want to drop down beacons and tell me where everything's at. I want to harvest and make my own planet. And now you can do that. Yeah. When it first launched, you couldn't. Uh, and it gives you a lot of customization. There's, There's no way to like, stake your claim, really, on a planet other than like right. naming animals and plants. Exactly. So uh, one of the things he says here, uh, you know, coming back after 11 months, catching up on Foundation of Pathfinder in one go, I uh, found the game improved, expanded, but not transformed. Yeah. Needed more to do. Now it has that with Exocraft. Uh, ability to own multiple starships with different specializations, base building, number of upgrade pads, uh, and the in-game ceiling, all bigger, better, awesome. More collecting, yeah. uh, more resources, crafting recipes. Uh, and so they're making a ton of changes in the next one. The new uh, update that's coming very soon, they didn't give a specific date, but it sounds like in the next couple weeks, uh, called Atlas Rises. And they didn't really, they gave us a, 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 just a general overview. They haven't given us a huge list of what it is, but it's supposed to expand on the story. If you remember when you played, there was a thing called the Atlas, and you chose to go down that path, or you chose not to chose when to you first started. Randomly. And um, so they're going to expand on. They're going to make that, I guess, more defined. Have yeah. a little bit more features in that. Actually, give us like goals and missions and objectives to do. Um, so it's exciting. If you play No Man's Sky, that's awesome. Really great. On it. I I like the vehicles aspect. Like I haven't played in a long time. I think I still have it on my shelf. I, I still have it on my shelf. I know I do. And it's one of those things, it sounds like Hello Games has done a lot of hard work. Yep. Um, the way he phrased it in the article was that they, you know, stepped back from the social media because there's nothing more they could say to have fixed it. Yeah. Now, was there probably a better way to go about doing it? Absolutely. Could have said that they were going to do said, that. Hey, we're going to just stop social media right now because we just, we've said all we can say right now and we're going to focus on fixing the game. Yeah. And if they have said that, that's like two months worth of articles and a whole podcast episode for us that doesn't happen. It's true. It's like, okay, cool. You did it. Um, I like No Man's Sky. Um, yeah. I don't think, I think I enjoyed the time I spent No Man's Sky because leading up to it, I heard about it from you. I may have watched an article or something or read an article somewhere and like that was all the digging I did for it because once I heard about it, I was like, all right, I'm sold. I don't really want to read anything about the game. Yeah. So the game that came out and the game that I got was the game I expected. Yeah. And so I wasn't that mad about it. And once I read everything for it, I was like, wow. Yeah, that would have been way cooler. <laughs> yeah, that would have been way cooler. And now with the subdate, I'm, I'm tempted. I am. Like, pick it up. But there's, you know, you can be as busy as you want to be. And I like it for the same reasons I like like Minecraft and Portal Knights. It's just like, you kind of keep just endlessly exploring and yeah. grinding to make stuff better. But the problem is, I have Minecraft and I have Portal Knights. Yeah. Why would I leave them to another game that's not as polished? Yeah. That's true. I just that's the big thing. I mean, for me, I've always been like very much an end game guy. Like, I will gladly go out, grind things to make things better, to get better stuff, to do better things. But I need something next yeah. to be like. Now that you have A, B, C, D, you can go do these tasks. So maybe if this new Atlas Rises update gives me that option, like gives me something else, then great. Then that that might sell me. I still might want to go back in, check out vehicles, find a really nice uh-huh. planet, build a base. Um, it would be a really good chill game. With that being said, I've got a lot of my backlog right now that I didn't have three months ago. Yeah. So it's kind of a bad time for me, No Man's Sky. Sure. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Bye. All right. But moving on, this topic's going to be a little bit shorter. Topic number seven. Mm. Uh, 
PS4 5.0 firmware update. Right. Just kind of saw this come across, and as much as we talk about PlayStation, and we love PlayStation around here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. We love it around here. I figured we just hit on this real quick. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all um, rumored. This is it's all rumored. None of it confirmed. Um, Eurogamer has obtained a copy of the updates release notes. Leak so patch notes, yeah. Who knows if that's what's actually happening. Right. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day. Um, so the upcoming firmware update will allow PS4 Pro owners to stream via Twitch at 1080p, 60 frames per second. Huge need for that, obviously. Yeah. Uh, a lot of streamers don't actually stream 1080p, 60, 60 frames. They seem stream like 900, because when you're watching Twitch, you're not watching it at 1080. No. You're watching if you guys are out there watching it at source quality, you're jerks for having good internet. I can do. I can pull it off at work because my internet is like balling at work. Right. Even then, it's like, all right, I'm doing that, and I do nothing. Else. I can do source if I don't have my laptop hooked up to my two external monitors. If I hook it up to my two external monitors, which are 27 inches each, like they're not like slackers. The whole thing. I can't even watch YouTube videos. The whole thing. I have to move the YouTube video over to the laptop screen because the laptop was not built to drive all this stuff. <laughs> it's insane. I get. It just gets bogged down. Yeah. So 1080p 60 on Twitch. Um, parent and child slash sub accounts changes. You're going to have more adults enabled on the system. Yeah, um, it kind of seems like you have more control like as like the parent yep. account of being like, all right, this account can do these things. So if you have like an older kid, so you have like a kid that's 13 mm-hmm. and a kid that's 7. Like, okay, a 13-year-old can play some different games that the 7-year-old cannot. Right. So I can have on my system without worrying about this kid getting onto him, but this kid can still do it without having to come bother me about it. Yeah. One of those things. So that's not a feature that is probably doesn't really relevant in my life. It, it may be in a few years for me. Yeah, we're not one of those things. But even then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, system notifications be visible from your quick menu, so you don't need to head back to your home screen. Love that. I hate having to go back to home screen just for uh, notifications. Uh, and then you can check the status of your uploads and downloads. There's, I think there's a couple other things they mentioned that they weren't sure on. Yeah. Um, those are really cool things. Be super me. handy. You can open up from your game and see that your download's not going anywhere because you're just using <laughs> your system. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of lackluster for 5.0. Yeah. I would consider this like a 4.x update. Yeah. Um, so I can't imagine this is the full patch notes. I can't imagine that they have all of the details here. Didn't give like a release date or anything. Um, so I would take this with the lightest grain of salt you own. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't seem realistic to me. Yeah, Personally. seems very empty, but we saw it, so we saw it. Sony has uh, disappointed us before, once. You know, that's what they do. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. All right, what's next? So, next is the traditional last topic of our show. It is the drop. So, in the future, if you guys have a good place that we can go and get lists of released games from, like, Steam and Xbox, that put it in the, a nice package that's easy to read and don't have to dig through a bunch of crap to mm-hmm. see it, um, by all means, send it to us. Put it in the comments. Send it to us on Twitter. Because um, we'll go over more than just the drop. But right now, right. the drop is the best thing for us to go over um, because it's the easiest to read, honestly. Yeah. Uh, first thing that popped up to me, Batman Telltale Series Season 2, Episode 1. Mm. I did not play Season 1. I it came to. out really quick. I it feel did. like Season 1 like just happened. Maybe that's just me. I could be wrong. But it feels like it was uh, very recent. Yeah, I don't think it was that long ago. Um, yeah. Maybe season one ended on a spoiler or something. Or like a cliffhanger. Well, I hope it ends on a spoiler. <laughs> Four episodes getting up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Black Hole Complete Edition. Not just like the regular Black Hole. Yeah, this is... Edition. Uh, when the crew of the spaceship Endera is sucked into a black hole, it seems like the end. Fortunately, the ship crashes on Entity, an unidentified object resembling a planet, 
After the crash, the first member to wake up is the guy who makes coffee for the crew, you. So, what does that mean? What? That stupidest thing. Uh, Shut up, dog. Um, Graceful Explosion Machine. Sounds like a cute little game. Uh, it does. Skillfully pilot the Graceful Explosion Machine, a fighter ship armed with a ludicrously overpowered quad weapon ray. Quad weapon array. Lost in deep space, you'll shoot, dash, and combo your way through jeweled, jewel-hued alien worlds fighting crystalline enemies to find a way home. Mm. So it sounds like a... I was thinking like uh, Lovers in Dangerous Space Time. Something like that, That's but maybe a little bit more fast-paced. Just like the art style. Hellblade um, we talked about. We already mentioned Hellblade. Uh, Lawbreakers comes out. It's Unreal Engine that, game. Uh, uh, they had a couple open betas for it. Uh, Gravity to find combat. Um, it was really cool. I played some open stuff from it. Oh, uh, yeah. Really interesting. Is. I liked it. I would probably uh, get it if somebody gave it to me. Yeah. Mega Man Legacy Collection 2. Yeah. Full uh, full disclosure, I've never played Mega Man game. I've played a little bit of Mega Man 2. So, I suppose these are all really good games, especially 9 Seven, and 10. 9 and 10. Uh, so, you know, if you're into that. They have it. It's... From what I saw, they do. It's they basically they like have a box on the TV and then like outline around it because they don't want to have it you all know. around. They got to maintain aspect ratio and stuff. Yeah, from it, but Mega Man was made a minute ago. You know, um, Armello Deluxe Edition. Armello is a grand swashbuckling adventure that combines three styles of play: the deep tactics of card games, the rich. Who cares? That's no one card game. Sorry. No. <laughs> I've been playing oh, Hearthstone no. on my phone. Yeah. Or just started. I've tried playing it like three or four times. Yeah. And every time it popped up, it's just like, yeah, it seems like a mechanic that I don't want to dig into. But for whatever reason, just recently, I'm like, I really want to dig in and like see if I can learn mm-hmm. this game. It's a good like wicked. I'm gonna jump in, play a match, and leave. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't like card games. It, I don't. I don't like crap Sorry, on the guys. fly. No one cares about. Right. Enough, bro. Yeah, Nobody's in this hospital. Oh, you're so ferocious. <laughs> Tiny little sausage dog. Yeah, yes. You just you keep on going, buddy. Yeah, I mean that's the it's a little bit of a quiet week. I mean we've already talked. There's about some it. kind of random stuff coming out, but it's just like more stuff that we would see and don't care about. You got it. So that's gonna wrap Props up to you the guys. drop today, this week, today, today, this week, and wrapping up the show mm. today, this week, sometime, whenever you're seeing this, possibly. Yep, but thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, again, if you have comments, uh, concerns, war stories, um, put them in the comments below. Tweet at us. Um, let us know what you think of some of these things. Are you interested in Hellblade? Are you going to get Mega Man? Uh, one of the hundred other things we talked about today, <laughs> I've forgotten. Uh, let us know, but until then, thanks for checking out. Bye. Bye.